You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Hope is real. And when I say that it's real, I'm basing it on God. You can have hope in, in a thing, and it may not turn out well. Have hope in a person, even a loved one, and it may not turn out good. But hope in God, hope according to the scripture is not a fantasy, not an illusion, it's real, it's bona fide. You can expect God to do what he promised. Isaiah 55, 8 and following says in part, once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void or empty. God's word is a fulfilling word. That's what Isaiah calls it. It, it fulfills. It, it does what it has been sent to do. And, and I love it because sometimes it, it's a fulfilling word that has been sent to do something corporately. Amen. Such as what's happening at a place of refuge. He, he sent forth a fulfilling word to corporately cause better and bigger to take place. And then all of a sudden you, you start seeing that, that word being fulfilled. You got folk in every section with, with testimonies about better and bigger because God fulfilled his word. Once it goes forth, it will not return unto him void. Well, how is it going to be, Isaiah? It's going to be like the rain that comes from heaven. That hits a ground that, that, that is bare. But under that bare ground is seed. And once that water gets a hold of that seed. It's going to cause it to burst open. And receive strength to the point. To where it's going to break through the ground. And then God going to let the sun come in with the water and just cause the seed to become a plant, a tree, or something else. Bottom line, sometimes you, you look at the ground, it don't seem like something. It don't seem like anything is happening. But if you know God, you just start looking and hoping or expecting something to come for. I don't see it but I know it's there. He done sent the water Woo. and it's just a matter of time before it breaks through the ground. And the word is like water. Paul said, one plants the seed, another waters, but then God gives the increase. God can make something that seems empty 
come forth with more than enough. You don't have but a little, but that's enough for God to cause the miraculous to take place. That's enough for God to cause to come forth what eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Say to somebody, hope is real. And see, when it, when it comes to a child of God, the ground, a basis of hope, is promise. I said the ground, a basis of why we hope, is promise. Second Corinthians 1 and 20 says, all of the promises of God in him are. I, I, I like how Paul described. He said, it's, it's yes when it comes to his promise. But it's also an amen. It's a two-part promise. It's yes because God said it would happen. But then the amen comes when we agree with what God said. And you have to keep that amen in your spirit. Become, because sometimes, though God promised it, it seems as if it's not going to happen. But you have to remember who God is according to Hebrews 6. He is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he, that he should repent. Hebrew writers say it is him possible for him to lie can't be done even though it seems like a lie based upon human senses it's not a lie it's going to happen same way with the seed it's going to happen it's just a matter of time and so I have my, my, my basis for my healing. God promise. Healing is the children's bread. It's all chaotic right now. It, it doesn't look good right now. But I have my basis. That it's going to be well. I have Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for the good because I, I love God. And so this going to work out for me. I don't have the means to make it work out, but I do have a basis. I do have his promise. He said it would work out and it's going to work out for me. Real quick, look at somebody and say, it's going to work out for you. Tell them, because God gave you a basis. All things. Why is she not nervous about it? Because it's going to work. Why didn't he get upset when he heard the news? Well, he did for a minute, but now he's okay because he has his basis. You have to have a ground for waiting on what you're waiting on. And, and your ground can't be Walker. Your ground can't be your cousin. Your ground, child of God, has to be based upon the promise of God. If he said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something about me that y'all already know, but I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. I will give you scripture. Yes, I will, and you know I will give you scripture. But there are some passages you don't even need a whole lot of scripture for. You got living testimonies. I, I, I 
can bring Deacon Holland up on the stage, but 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 I don't I don't really have to bring the head Deacon. I can bring Deacon Talbot up on the stage, but then I don't even have to stop there. I can bring Deacon Henderson on the stage, and they can tell you firsthand about receiving what God promised. Isn't that amazing? See, hope is so real to where it's beyond the scripture. It's beyond this room. Hope is global, worldwide. You have children of God everywhere that can testify about God fulfilling what he said. Hope is the basis. Well, the basis of hope is God's promise. Say to your neighbor, if he said it, so you just got to be willing to wait but before we deal with wait you you also have to understand when it comes to hope hope is Connected to the point to where it is inseparable when it comes to faith. And being faith walkers, we, we can't truly be such that we don't have hope. No. Because according to Hebrews 11 and 1, Faith is the substance of things hopeful. The substance of things hopeful. I got a list of things that I'm hoping for because of my faith. But then the verse goes on to say the evidence of things not seen. I'm hoping I have a list but based upon what I have I can't see the list being fulfilled. Say to your neighbor what I want is bigger than me. But say to that same neighbor, that does not mean I can't have it. <laughs> Faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. You know my heart's desire is bigger than me. But yet you still make a promise to me that you will give me my heart's desire if I delight myself in you. I don't know about you, but, but again, my heart's desire is bigger than me. Is it bigger than you? But your God said he'll give it to you if you delight yourself in him. But if he gives it to you, it's going to be based upon your faith. But your faith is tied into hope. Because faith and hope are inseparable. And so, 
I have to bring in scriptures like Romans 1 and 17. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written. The just shall live by faith. If I have to live by faith and faith and hope are inseparable. That means while I'm, I'm thinking, talking, and doing according to the written and revealed will of God, that in the midst of that I have to have hope. I have to believe that what I'm thinking is going to come to pass, even though it's bigger than me. I have to talk about God doing what eyes have not seen and, and, and ears have not heard if I'm living by faith. And I have to expect it to happen. Because I can't live it without believing and hoping for it. But then faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God. I can't really live it. And hope for it. Without hearing it. And if I'm going to hear it according to God's plan. I got to have a preacher gotta have somebody that's in tune with God's mindset for the present near future and the distant future I have to have somebody that, that, that can speak to me why I shouldn't look at what's happening but anticipate better and bigger doing and changing my present situation. How can they do it? Because of 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. The things that we see are just temporary. So real faith preaching causes you not to just stay focused on your present. But look at God's promise. Because the basis of you hoping is that God said it or he promised it and he has never lied to you nor to anybody else. Say to your neighbor, true faith walkers. Not only, have faith, not only have faith, but they're hoping in the midst of what they're thinking, talking, and doing. God gonna bless me, but you're hoping, you ain't specking it, because if he don't, it is not going to happen. What you need is bigger than you. And see, enemies know, enemies know that it's bigger than you. So enemies will try to change your focus. Or try to make you look away from what God promised. And just only pay attention to your, your presence. I don't make but such and such an hour. I don't even have a savings account. Well, the doctor just said there's nothing else he can do. And so enemies will come and try to make your present your focus. But say to your neighbor, your present does not need to be your focus. For why in the world are 
if you're looking at your presence, should you even have hope? Hope is no good to you if the only thing you're looking at is your present. Your hope, according to the text, has to be based upon what you do not see. You already know your present, so why waste time with that? Start looking at what God promised. Say to your neighbor, you already know your present situation. It's time for you to start looking at what God promised you. Your present situation may not make you dance. But if you start looking at the promises of God, you won't only dance, you will have a party. Say to your neighbor, my present does not dictate to me my future. My present look one way, but I'm looking at my future. Because in my future is a promise that my present is going to work out for my My present says that I shouldn't give God his tithes and his offering. But I'm not looking at my present. I'm obeying God because of the promise. You have to understand that and receive it. If not, you will allow your present situation to miss you slap. You can't allow that to happen. You can't allow that to happen. That has been the downfall of many. They allow their present to entrap them. And they became prisoners. Of what they were looking at. All they see is what, what they're looking at. And as some of us, all you see is what, what's going on with you right, right now. I'm single. I ain't got no prospects. My credit shot. Ain't got no money in the bank. Three dollars to my name. If I die right now, somebody will have to pay my burial. I'm about three dollars to my name. Don't even have no insurance. And you focus on that twenty four seven. But you're a faith walker. According to your testimony. But, but, but you can't focus on your present alone. And call yourself a faith walker just because it's the season that we're because it's not a saying it's a lifestyle 
A faith walker does not look at a situation without hope. Does not look at a situation with not believing that it can change even though it looks impossible to alter. You Christ-like. We Christian, we Christ-like. Jesus would look at situations and, and, and just be point blank. You know, with me and this right here really is impossible. It, it, can you imagine Jesus shaking his head? Yeah, you know, with me and this, this right here really, really is, but not with. With him. This right here is doable. It, 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 it can be. I know you ain't got no mind, but with him. And God would tell you to do some crazy things that end up being the miracle you need. Told a woman, go and borrow some pots, pans, and, and, and we're going to see what's going to happen. But you know I ain't got enough oil to put in all them pots. Well, we just going to have to ask God to get involved. Cause we, we looking at we, we ain't just going to look at the present because we know that bottle of oil ain't going to fill up all these pots and pans. But he done told me to tell you to go do it. So we're going to see what he's going to do. Because you know I can't do it, but he can do anything save faith. She listened not to God. She listened to the prophet of God. Get this. And she prospered. Second Chronicles 20 and 20. Believe in the Lord God. You're, so shall you be established. Believe his prophet. So shall you prosper. She didn't say to Elijah, let me go and pray and get on the same page. You are. No, she listened to the prophet. And she prospered. She had all for days. Even though when it started, she only had one container of all. Do you know what God will do for his children? That that have hope. Say to your neighbor, no matter where you are right now. You need to have expectation that God is going to do what he promised. No matter what it looks like right now, you need to have expectation. A hope that God is going to turn that situation. Woo! Won't he turn it around? Let me, let me deal with the text. Lord have mercy. Look at what Paul says here. He's talking to the church. Lord have mercy. He says in Romans 8 and 20, 24. In part. But hope that is Sing. It ain't hope. If you basing your hope on what you see, that ain't real hope. If the only time you can shout is when you see it, you don't have no real hope. Real hope starts claiming it. Even though it's not there. Because you done been planting your seeds. You just waiting on God to water it and cause the increase to come forth. You done been seeding for your financial miracle. You done been seeding in prayer for your healing. You done been obeying God's word. Just waiting on him to manifest what he promised Even though you don't see it, you got some hope on the inside of you. Say to your neighbor, I'm expecting what I don't even see. And that's what you call real hope. 
bona fide hope, biblical hope. Why should we hope for what we do not see or what we see? Because if you're hoping for what you see, it's not hope. Start expecting the miracle. Start expecting to turn around. But you got to be diligent. Because remember, when, when, when you're dealing with faith, God rewards people that are diligent. You can't be lazy around the house and, and, and expecting God to give you no miracle. According to Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith. It is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. Lord, you're going to bless my business. That's the reason I'm cleaning up right here. Oh, it's just a matter of time for, for you. Bless. Lord, Lord you're going to bless me with this right here. So I'm just getting, I'm getting the place prepared. Yeah, I'm going to put it right here. And, and then after you bless it with me, I'm going to do something right here. Because this is where I'm going to put my accessories. What do you call that? Diligence. Is coming, but God is looking at your diligence because you have to be diligent if He's going to reward you. Again, He Hebrews eleven and six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. You want to sit in your comfort seat and expect God to, to pour on you the good measure, the press down, the sh shaking together, and the running over. But it don't happen like that. You have got to be diligent. Diligent folks show God that, that yeah, they believe in me. If they didn't believe it, they wouldn't be doing all that they're doing. They wouldn't be talking all that they're talking. They wouldn't be this, that, and the other if they did not trust me. He has a reward to those that. I don't see it. But I'm hoping. And, and, and see God. Would do it. When you don't have anything. But diligence. We went to get money to, to, to build this building because we didn't have no money. And when we went to get the money, they didn't want to give us no money because we didn't have no money. And no whole lot of members. But because we had been Diligent. We knew their no was not conclusive. God was trying to give them an opportunity and they missed it. And subsequently, that particular bank was shut down. Imagine what would have happened if they would have just did what God was telling them to do through us. Because if God sent us down, he had to be telling them the whole time, y'all need to do this. Oh, God not only talks to saints, he talks to sinners. Remember when you were in the club trying to get your dance on and, and all of a sudden somebody spoke to you. You didn't know who it was saying you need to get out of there before you end up in hell. How many remember messages from God when you were a sinner? 
God still talks to folk at the club, at the bank, at the car lot. Some just don't obey God. When they said no, we left the bank with hope. God's still going to do it. They turned us down, but he's still going to do it. Everybody looking at us as we walk out the bank knowing we done been turned down. But we're still walking out the bank with our head up because we knew God was going to do it. And it wasn't six months later that God did it. How good measure press down. You know what I love about God? He has not changed according to Malachi 3 and 6. Still doing miracles. Still causing the impossible to happen. But you have to have hope. You got to expect it. And you have to be diligent in order for him to manifest what he promised. And Paul reveals here in eight, in Romans 8, 24 and 25, a couple of powerful truths that I want to talk about and I'm going to be done. Because I done went in three or four different rounds that I didn't know I was going to have to go in. But didn't he help us? First thing he lets us know according to Romans 8 and 24 is that When we have hope, we have that which can save. Now, he refers to what happened to the church because that's who he was ministering to at the time. He had been talking about Jesus and and, and the power of God. and And he says to them in Romans 8 and 24, we were saved in this Hope. The implication, hope has saving power. Believing what I don't see can cause deliverance, protection, and prosperity. If I'm hoping for what I I, I do not see and I need deliverance in my body, hope will cause it to come into being. If I'm needing money or prosperity, hope can cause it to come in. We were saved in this hope. I love it because Paul didn't try to make it something that was only for him. We were saved. Salvation can happen to more than one person. I know God did it for pastors. See, your mindset is all messed up. God is bigger than pastor. Well, you know, God just blessed Deacon Oak. Yeah, but your mind is all flaky, messed up. God is bigger than Deacon Oak. He just used Deacon Holland as an example. That's the reason when one child of God gets blessed, you start shouting because that's your sign. That God going to do the same for you. Some of y'all ain't happy yet right here. But I'm happy up here on the stage. Y'all all right? Say to somebody, hope has saving power. And, and see, the enemy, he'll, he'll fight that. The enemy will keep sending you signs. Visible signs that try to make you stop hoping. 
But you can never allow visible signs to cause you to stop hoping because you're not hoping based upon yourself nor any other person. Your hope is based upon what God promised. It's based upon God's written and revealed will. That's the reason you, you need to recognize even when you see visible signs that say it's not going to happen. If it's based upon God's word, it cannot fail. Come here, Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. Lord have mercy. Let's, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. We in Romans 8, 24, 25. And y'all happy and I am too. Come on, middle section, are we happy? Look at what he says right here. Very important. I'm getting ready to close it. But notice this. Romans 8, 24. For we are saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? See, some folk give up because they don't see. Now, be honest. Have you ever did that? Just gave up because you didn't see it. Were you out the will of God when you did that? According to what? This scripture. According to this verse. I have did it. I said, oh man, ain't nothing happening. I'm done. Look at this. But hope. Well, for we are saving this hope, but hope that is seen is not hopeful. Why does one still hope for what he sees? You hope when you don't see it. Just because the bad report confirmed that it is what you don't see, you don't stop what? Hope. You hope for what you do not let that rest in your being. You hope for what you do not see. You hope for what you do not see. Verse 25. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for. you're eagerly waiting for it y'all holding on it means that you are expecting fully you are expecting fully when you talk it says that you're expecting it everything you do says that you are expecting and every time something attacks your mind saying it ain't so, you fight it because you are expecting it fully. You are eagerly waiting. Last minute still eagerly waiting. They done closed the book. It didn't work out. You still waiting. Y'all ain't never had a closed book experience, have you? I done had a closed book experience when, when they say it's done. But then God let them know the earth is mine and is fullness. Even the cattle that sets on a thousand hills belong to me. And the heart of your king heart of the man that said it the heart of the loan officer the heart of the one that thinks he's large and in charge is in the palm of my hand and like the rivers of living the rivers of water I can turn it any which I decide like rivers of water he can, he can turn it that river can be going this way, then all of a sudden God said, go this way now. Go back. Go back. Go straight. Backwards. You mean God can take it back? Yes, he can. He can do anything save what? He can do anything save what? Say your neighbor, there is no failure in our God. 
we eagerly wait for. You just expect fully. But guess what he said? Notice what he says. Wealth, perseverance. See, when you wait for something, it's going to be about. Expect about. That's what he said. Wealth, perseverance. You're determined that it's going to happen. But there are enemies that don't want you to get it. You're holding on? There are people that don't want you to get it. And the only way you can deal with a situation and people that are bigger than you is God. We learned that from David. David went to face Goliath and Goliath had everything. He had the champion's ring on his finger. He had the champion's belt. He had a sword that had been specially made for a giant. He had the size of a fighter. Had a helmet of a fighter. Even had an armor bearer that could take a big shield. He was the champion. And he had what, what, a, lot of, what a lot of boxers in our day and time don't have. He, he did, he, the only thing he had to do was just stand and folk look at him and they would, they would become afraid. Boxers nowadays in time have to make folk afraid by saying this, that, and the other or doing certain things. All he had to do was just walk out there and say, I'm Goliath, I'm the champion. And just stand. Anybody want to fight me? Come on. That was him. He had everything. It was clear that if David did like everybody else, look at Goliath. He was going to lose. David had hope. He had hope when he showed up. He was like, hey, who is this large, oversized man down now? Ain't he uncircumcised too? Yeah, he uncircumcised. That's a Philistine. You know he ain't been cut like we done been cut. This is what David called him. This ain't none of y'all going down there to fight him. You ain't seen him. You better look up close, Dave. You see him. Saul was hiding in the tent. David had to go in the tent. When he told him he would go and fight Goliath. Saul in the tent. And so David went in there. He, he, he said, uh, yeah, I'll fight him. Saul said, you know what, you... You ain't no fighter. <laughs> it's, it's basically what he told him. You, you ain't no fighter. You? You're a boy. And on top of that, you look ruddy. You ruddy looking. David didn't argue with the king. He respected him. He, he didn't argue with him when he said all that he had to say. David just simply pulled out his testimony. He didn't argue with Saul. And Saul, he could have. He said, look, at least I ain't like you <laughs> in here hiding. I ain't like the rest. Of he didn't do that. He was mature even when he was young. He didn't try to argue back with folk. He just simply pulled out his resume. He said, hey, let, me, let me tell you something. He said, uh, uh, that's how my uncle used to say it. All right. 
You remember my goals? All right. David said, all right. I was watching my daddy's sheep. And here comes a bear. And say, God gave me the power to defeat the bear. But hold on, that ain't all of my testimony. A lion came too. And see, by now, Saul, if he was like other folk, if he was just looking at David from the outside, he said, this boy ain't doing nothing but telling lies. <laughs> ain't, no way he, ain't no way he done defeated no, no bear and no lion. He can put the Lord in there all he want. This boy just telling a lie. You ever had folk look at you like that? When you tell them what the Lord done did for you, they look at you like, she's just telling a lie. But anyway, he said, she said, all right. Because he didn't have nobody else to go, and he wasn't going to go. Now, he was supposed to go when nobody else wouldn't go, but he wouldn't. So what he tried to do is put his stuff on David. So he would get part of the credit. Well, I'm going to give you my. Why not try to find somebody, Saul, that, that may be about his size and give them his armor? No, Saul wanted the credit. David said, no, I, I ain't used to that. See, I got, I, I got to do what, what I'm used to. When, when God helped me, I, did, I didn't have on your stuff or nobody else's stuff. I just had on my stuff. I know it ain't much. It don't look like that champion stuff, but it's my stuff. Matter of fact, I, let me, sh where, where, that, where that sling at? I, this, this all... You're going to defeat that man out there with that. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, sh I, I know you're right. I know why you're saying it. We're just like, well, I need to go down by the river before we get started. I need to get me some stones. <laughs> Five stones. Grace. Grace. Ain't no telling what David, you know David would talk to God. If you ever read the Psalms, David would talk to, to God. He went down there and got them stones and he went back out. And, and Goliath had to feel something. He had to feel something because Goliath started speaking to David. Trying to intimidate David. How many know you can feel the presence of God when you are around a child of God. Yes, you can. He talked about David and David said, look, you come to me with your sword, your spear, and your shield. He didn't have none of that. He said, but I came to you in the name of Yahweh. That's what his hope was in. Long story short, he killed him. He killed him because of his perseverance or his determination. I'm going to stop right there.